Hello, and welcome back to the podcast for SCORE, Shaker's student group on race relations. My name is Ian Batia, and I lead a SCORE group with my co-leader, Sarah Marcus. This year, our group is doing a project where we create a podcast on race relations at private schools in our area. This episode will be narrated by the two of us, and each successive episode will be produced and narrated by SCORE members in our group. For this series, we interviewed students from Hathaway Brown University School, Laurel and Hawken, to provide a platform for them to reflect on their experiences. The purpose of this podcast is not to criticize these schools, but to uplift students' voices and connect them on the subject in a way that they might not have been before. In each episode, we will share clips of students from each school discussing one topic, such as the general diversity of the school, feeling out of place or feeling like a token minority, disciplinary actions and the administration's response to social issues and the issues of race at the school, and how comfortable they are expressing their viewpoints on social issues. This episode will serve as an introduction to the students and what they see as the purpose of this podcast series. We'll start with university school. Here's their introductions. Um, so my name is Zachary Goldstein. I'm a senior. I'm 17 years old, uh, soon to be 18. Um, but I am uh, white, but I am uh, Jewish and uh, pretty, pretty obviously Jewish, I'd say. I, I also, uh, I went to public school for a few years and I have a few learning challenges and I just didn't think it was the best path for me. And I think U.S. Uh, was the best path that I could have taken. And we realized that at the time, that's why there. Hi, uh, my name is Brady. I am 18 and I identify, I guess I am white. So my name is Abraham Paik. Um, I've been going to U.S. since kindergarten, so all 12 years now. Wow, it's been a long time. Um, I I identify as Korean, specifically South Korean. Both my parents were born in South Korea. So um, for me, um, yeah, so I think the main reason that I go to U.S. is actually because my dad teaches at U.S. He's a history and English teacher, and he's also the coach of this or one of the coaches on the speech and debate team. And because of that, it was sort of like the it allowed us because I also have two brothers. So it allowed us to have me and then also my brothers attend university school. Otherwise, there would be no financial way for us to attend. But uh, and then I think because of like the fact that he taught here, we were able to like I don't know, my parents saw it as like the best education that they could provide for their kids. So they sent us to here. So my name is uh, Toussaint Miller. I identify as, um, well, I am an African-American male. So before US, I went to a um, school called Chambers Elementary School in, uh, which was a part of the East Cleveland City School District. And um, when I was looking for middle schools to attend, you know, I was looking at Hawkin, um, U.S., Ignatius, and what, you know, kind of pushed me toward U.S. was the fact that I felt that they fostered a sense of community and brotherhood, like, was, in my opinion at the time, incomparable to uh, the other schools I looked at, and so um, that's what kept, that's what uh, ultimately kept me at U.S. as well, and why I looked at it in the first place. That was from the beginning of our interview. At the end, we asked them what they thought the purpose of this series should be and who they thought should listen to it. Here's what they had to say. 
I think that uh, the U.S. administration uh, and upper U.S. staff should take a listen to this just to know that there are problems that the students are facing in the community. And they do take a really big toll on us, especially as minorities, especially as people who already struggle to feel in place at times. Um, in a community that is already so welcoming, um, it could just be that much more welcoming if you, you know, put your ear to the pavement and really sought out these offenses and put a, put a little bit more of an effort to make a stop to them. I don't, I don't expect, you know, a no racism society. I, I think that's, I, I, don't, I don't know if that is ever possible, but I do know that there are steps that can be taken in the right direction. And I think that U.S. needs to be proactive as Abraham says, instead of reactive. Yeah, I agree with Zach. Um, I think, I mean, I guess it's not to like be like get too far into the weeds, but I think part of the problem is that the like the administration is just this vague term referring to a whole bunch of different people, like the board and like the trustees and the head of school and the you know the deans and like all these different people. So it's difficult to say the entire administration should listen to this, like what what the students had to say. But I think at the same time, like it would be helpful if, if they did and they would know how the students feel about how their actions affect like not the majority of students because I'm sure the majority of students see everything as fine. So US is like an anti-racist school, but it's not quite as perfect as everyone else seems or as everyone else thinks. And I think as Brady said prior to this last question, right? I think it's very true that if you start looking for things, you will find things, except the thing is that when you are a minority, you don't exactly have to go looking for it because it just jumps right out to you right away. I don't have to go looking for instances of, like I don't have to look closely at something to understand if it's racist against me or not, because when I hear someone make a joke about, I don't know, eating rice six days a week, that just strikes me as racist. I don't have to like think about that. I think that's true. So I think it would be nice if teachers and higher ups at US were to at least tune in for maybe five minutes or so and sort of understand at least more of what the students are going through. And not just like the majority white students, but like everyone. I'm just gonna say, I don't wanna name drop, but uh, the, the reason I started CCC, uh, Conscious Community Conversations, is so that we can have, you know, weighty discussions um, in a safe and respectful environment. I think that it's very important that we foster environments where we can share candidly our personal experiences. And um, I think that something like this forum allows for us to do so. And I hope that, uh, it is my hope rather, that things like this and a CCC will continue to be perpetuated for years to come because without conversation, we can't expect um, you know, progress and we can't expect change. Next, we interviewed Hathaway Brown. I'm Yazia Huja. I'm Indian. Um, I'm a senior and I've been going to HB for my whole life. My parents obviously decided to send me here when I was younger. But then like since then, now that I'm like old enough to make my own decisions, I feel like there definitely have been times like throughout high school where they, sorry, where they asked me like if I wanted to keep going to HB. And I think like the reason that I wanted to stay at HB is just because like 
I think HB has a really like competitive atmosphere, which I think I do well in, which is different from like other schools, which I could have gone to. Um, I'm Rachel. I'm a senior at Hathaway Brown. Um, I've been here for four years, so since freshman year. Yeah, that's part of the reason why I came to HB too. Like I, I wasn't, I wasn't young or anything. I chose to come to HB in ninth grade because I was in public school system previously, and I wasn't thriving super well there. Like there, they had a comp, like there was a competitive attitude there, but it was a lot more um, competitive than collaborative. Um, and I thought that HB was a little better. And partially, I'm right, I guess. Um, I'm Cami Fielding, and I'm a junior at HB. I'm Black, and I've been at HB since sixth grade. Um, I also didn't really have the choice, I guess. I was kind of old enough to make the decision, but my parents just sent me there. And like they were saying now, I would probably, like looking back at it, I would definitely choose to go there just because of the opportunities that they have. Here's what they thought the purpose of our series should be. Well, for me, one thing that I was looking forward to when like I agreed to do it was hearing like everyone else from HB and like what they had to say and about their own experiences because like within the walls of HB like this has kind of been a message that's been touched on a bunch but like conversation about stuff like this isn't that common and so yeah that's what I was looking forward to and so if I had a message to people it would just be to like listen to other people's experiences and understand that like not everyone's gonna have the same experience as your own because like going into this like I was thinking wow like I don't really think anything like super bad has happened to me but then like or like like race racially like at HB but then like yeah I just think it's important to like expand what you think is the norm into what other people's norms are and just yeah be open-minded yeah I thought this was just a really cool idea because even if I like wasn't actually like doing it speaking in it I would still love to listen to it just to hear like myself I am a person of color but also to hear other people's opinions like other people of colors people of color um opinions I feel like those are nice to hear too going off of that and I mean obviously I'm not a person of color so I think it's it's valuable for me to be sitting in this conversation and listening and learning I think over the summer and especially with the black HB account it has it has made me learn so much and like want to learn so much and I still want to have these conversations and talk to people um because I think it's really important and so I think if that's pretty much my message is like the conversations with the people around you are probably the most important ones that you can have about these sorts of things so um, I don't know, I just wish chances like these were more often because it's definitely, um, I don't know, it's kind of cathartic too, just to talk about this. And it's also nice to talk to you guys because you guys don't go to HV, Sarah and Ian. So it's like, we kind of can <laughs> like get outside our bubble and kind of either realize like, oh, this is bad or, oh, this is fine. You know, like it's, it's nice to see, like see someone else's perspective on it, I guess. I also would like, I would love, like, this is the only thing I can think about now. Like, I would love to hear what other students from, like, U.S. and Laurel and all those schools are saying. Like, I just want to know, I guess, how their schools are dealing with all of this stuff since it, well, it always is, but, like, since it's so prevalent today. 
Is there anyone you guys hope listens to this? Like, who do you think should be the audience? Like, I know you guys said, you know, it's important to, you know, listen to other people's perspectives. That was the, like the, the message basically that everyone had to that last question. So going off of that, like, who do you think needs to hear this the most? Or who do you think, or who do you hope listens to? Okay, for me, it's two people. The first thing is for like, definitely younger students. So probably like people who are like, um, coming into high school, because I think in high school, that's where like issues like this and conversations like this are more likely or like hopefully more likely to happen. And then the second thing is that I just wish that like the HB administration could have heard what we had to say about everything. Cause I think that this is like one of the most like mature conversations or like, no, yeah, this is, this was a pretty mature conversation about everything that's happened at HB in relation to this stuff. And I think that yeah I just wish they could hear it to hear what like the students actually think in a way that I think they would be more willing to like actually hear yeah something I've been thinking oh sorry something I've been thinking about for like this whole time is you know I'm on this zoom call with my fellow high school students and it's not HB facilitated and you know I wish that that like I was sitting and HB was sitting us down and being like, this is a conversation that we're going to have. And I, that is something like, I've been thinking about this the entire time that I really wish that it was coming from HB, but it's not. And I think that that's a really strong message that I'm sitting here with other students and we're talking about it. And so it's clearly something that needs to be talked about and needs to be addressed. And I wish that HB could recognize it. So, yeah. And I, I obviously I think they do. I just wish that they, weren't so cautious in approaching how they're going to go about it so I will say that like definitely agree with those points um I think the biggest issue I think HB has tried in the past to have like optional sit downs and talks but I know a lot of people don't go to those um if only because it's like oh what if I'm the only person there like there's a lot of uncertainty around it and it's definitely also like zoom fatigue doesn't help um but yeah, I think there are just better ways. I would love for the faculty to listen to this. Like, I think like being able to talk about this stuff, like, I don't know, even if they're not in this like Zoom right now, but knowing that they're gonna hear it later, like has been really nice. I agree that like the faculty and administration should be able to hear this. And also, also just to show that like, cause we do stuff in like our mentor groups and stuff where they ask like questions and we try and have that conversation. But this conversation has actually been more like natural than just even the ones that we have in our mentor groups. So I feel like this would be good to show them that we could have like an actual good conversation during those times without it being so structured and cautious. After that, we interviewed students from Laurel. Okay, I'll go first. Um, I'm Rhea. I've been going to Laurel since I was in fifth grade. I identify as a South Asian American. I go to Laurel. Um, I went. I went there in fourth grade. So my mom thought it was a good environment, all girls school. Laurel had a great reputation. Rep the reputation for what they do for girls. So that's why I went there. So my name is Kishante. Um, I started going to Laurel in eighth grade. I used to go to Shaker before. Um, I'm Indo-Caribbean, but I identify as Black, and I came to Laurel um, because my parents work. Hi, my name is Maggie. Um, this is my second year at Laurel. I'm a sophomore. I identify as Asian American, Chinese American specifically. I go to Laurel because 
it was mostly for debate. I chose um, based off of kind of team dynamics and team performance. So yeah. Hi, I'm a senior. Um, my name is Olua Shen, but I usually go by Shayun because it's easier for people. Um, I am black, uh, specifically African American, specifically Nigerian American. <laughs> Um, and I've been going to Laurel since freshman year. I go to Laurel because um, I only looked at three schools leaving my middle school. And um, Laurel was the one that appealed to my parents most. Like Laurel was the second on my list out of the three. So it wasn't like the bottom. But my parents really thought that this environment would work well with me. They kind of felt it in their gut, I guess. Um, and at the end of the day, they were right. To be honest, I think I thrived more at Laurel than I would have at Hawking or WRA. So yeah. Hi, I'm Becky. I've been at Laurel since fifth grade um, and I identify as white. And I go to Laurel because um, one, my brother liked it over HB, but also uh, I really like my parents really believe in like the all female environment and they thought that would be really good for me. And they kind of really buy into that Laurel image that they sell. And here's their take on the purpose of the series. I mean, I hope the people that listen to this podcast are you know white people white students white teachers white parents because I feel like a lot of the times like the last going kind of back to the last question about like is does Laurel cultivate a place where we can talk about these discussions and like Rhea was saying yes they do now but I feel like that's sometimes to me tiring having in all of these diversity spaces and black spaces, we continually have discussions like this, keep having discussions like this. I just had a conference. Um, I know a lot of us went to that are on this call for SDLC and like we had discussions like that the entire time. And I just feel like we know what we need to do, but there are people that we aren't reaching. And a lot of the times those are the people that we need to like make the change. I mean, we all know that. So I feel like those are the type of people that I want to listen to this call so that, or this podcast so that they can kind of really understand that, you know, something needs to change. Yeah, definitely going off what Cameron said, really just the Black students and Black teachers, like just know that we're all so tired and just because we're in a different form of school doesn't mean that we don't go through the same things that you guys go through or you guys don't go through the same things that we go through. Uh, I honestly hope it's a lot of people like me um, because I think also like with a lot of the changes that Laurel has made, it's made me more aware of like the situations because like Laurel has served me very well, but it's like super disappointing that like not all of my peers like have that experience so I think a lot of it is like listening and like doing your own research is something that like I've grown like after hearing these experiences like I've tried to do so I hope that like a lot of people like the you know that are similar to me are like the ones that like make the effort to listen. I think my target audience would be um, teachers and the administration uh, most specifically probably like history teachers I think but yeah, and that goes for like pretty much any school, preferably like at least um, private school teachers are hearing this, but I think this goes for like any school. I think the message I want to send is just take the extra stride to learn about these things, I guess. Um, that it's easy to be comfortable in your thoughts and your own mentality. Um, 
and the friends that you already have or like in the environment usually stay around but like take the extra stride to learn about how other people's lives are like because they're different from you and how you can make it better so that we're all on more equal ground. Lastly, we talked to Hawkins students. I'm Michaela. I am a junior. I'm African-American. I've been at Hawkins since second grade. So this is pretty much like the only school I've known. Um, uh yeah everyone in my graduating class right now I've been with for a really long time and I've, I go to Hawking because it's like really good exposure to um a lot of different things and that also like a great education so yeah. Hi I'm Jordan Harrison I'm a junior at Hawking. I'll start to say I am African-American and I have Japanese as well so. So I came to Hawking my freshman year I went to Solon, like all throughout elementary school and middle school. So I came here, I I came from like a PWI and I can't like went to one. Um, the reason I go to Hawken, well, I went through a program called A Better Chance, which if you, like, you guys know what A Better Chance is, or it's like a program they um, put, like they bring minorities from like other schools or like worse schools and they put them into like private schools but that's what they do, so I went through that program. I'm Lily, I'm a junior, I am white. I came to Hawk in my freshman year, and the uh, main reasons I like like it here and go here are like for the academics and like exposure on just the whole academic side, just because of like, it really does have a really great education and curriculum, which I really enjoy, and it's a really like a nice standout for college. Here's what they thought the purpose of the podcast should be. People in like minorities at private schools and secondary schools who like don't feel welcome in their spaces and like administration isn't helping them just like to let them know that they like have a voice. And like we made all these changes because people of color and minorities and like some like teachers like helped like make change at like a higher levels in our school and our system. So I think that's just like knowing that. Yeah, kind of just realizing that, like, not every school is, like, totally does, like, a horrible job in regards to issues like this, and that there are schools that are making an effort to try and educate um, the students and the faculty about what's going on in the world, and that it's bigger than just, you know, the school education and what you're learning in math, and that, like, when we're in high school, we're trying to grow as people and learn how to go into the real world and that Hawken, you know, hasn't done a horrible job with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would definitely say like, maybe like more uh, faculty kind of positions and like adults, um, especially if they go somewhere where like, uh, kind of like racial integrity is not like very big. And if there, especially if there is like diversity because I definitely think that like behavior starts to like be kind of like role model level that you see every day. So I definitely think that like everyone can learn from this, not just students. I hope you enjoyed this introductory episode. Over the coming weeks, we'll be releasing the next episodes that dive into the real content of our conversations with these incredible students. 
Stay tuned for new releases via the Score Instagram account at ShakerScore or check wherever you're listening to this.